Anyone know what that is? That's music to my ears. That's another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling shirts or sandals, start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build relationships that will keep them coming back. Shopify covers all the sales channels to successfully grow your business, from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is here to help you succeed every step of the way. It's how every minute, new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify. And you can do it too. I love how Shopify makes it simple for anyone to sell their products anywhere. Whether they're eBooks or earrings, Shopify simplifies starting and running your own successful business. When you're ready to take your idea to the world, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Now it's your turn to try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. So sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite. Go to shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite, to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash c-suite. You're listening to Thinking Outside the Bud, where we speak with entrepreneurs, investors, thought leaders, researchers, advocates, and policymakers who are finding new and exciting ways for cannabis to positively impact business, society, and culture. And now, here is your host, business coach, Bruce Eckfeldt. Are you a CEO looking to scale your company faster and easier? Check out Thrive Roundtable. Thrive combines a moderated peer group mastermind, expert one-on-one coaching, access to proven growth tools, and a 24-7 support community. Created by Inc. award-winning CEO and certified scaling-up business coach Bruce Eckfeldt, Thrive will help you grow your business more quickly and with less drama. For details on the program, visit Eckfeldt.com slash thrive. That's E-C-K-F-E-L-D-T dot com slash thrive. Welcome, everyone. This is Thinking Outside the Bud. I'm Bruce Eckfeldt. I'm your host. And our guest today is Nick Willicke. He is co-founder of Sojin. We're going to talk to him a little bit about what they're doing with hemp and bringing it into the workplace and helping professionals uh, really be more successful, more productive, and looking at some of the benefits that hemp has. Obviously, for those listening to the program, we've covered lots of things on the cannabis side, You know, both marijuana, hemp, industrial hemp. And I'm always excited to talk with people who are working in kind of particular niches of the cannabis space. And, and this is certainly one, both in terms of the product they're working on and for the audience that Sojin is focused on. And I'm excited for this because I think there's some really interesting work that they're doing and some brand that they're building. And I'm always curious about where these things are going and some what interesting things people are doing with cannabis products. So with that, Nick, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me on, Bruce. Yeah, it's a pleasure. So let's start with background. Tell us a little bit about uh, professional background. How did cannabis come mm-hmm. up? How did you get into Sojin? What, what's the backstory there? Give us the journey. Yeah, so so I, I discovered hemp as a solution to a problem that, a personal problem that that I had. And my path to it started, I, was, uh, I started as an investment banker out of college in New York City at Goldman Sachs. And, you know, I, I'd always... 
working that job, right? You get used to, and you you expect that you're going to be cranking out 15, 20 hour days, six, sometimes seven days a week. That's just kind of part of the job description. Mm-hmm. And, um, and after doing that for a while though, I kind of, I started to realize that as I looked around the office, there was a ton of coffee. There's a ton of, you know, sugary snacks. There's a lot of stuff to keep me stimulated. And there wasn't really, there wasn't really an option at the office that would help me kind of better control my mood. So, you know, if I'm super tired and, and uh, I need a booster, if I'm stressed out and I need to take the edge off or I need to relax a little bit, I, I found that there was a lot of caffeine, but there wasn't a lot in, in the way of kind of natural, healthy things to help with that. So, so that was a problem that I had. And I was asked, I asked around and I got input from a lot of um, friends and mentors on, on how to deal with this. And the more I looked into the problem, the more I realized that it wasn't just me who had it. It was actually mm-hmm. a lot of my friends and, and coworkers and, and stuff that are working on the street. So that was kind of that, that was my initial introduction to and to, to the problem that, that I had. And then basically hemp came to me when a friend recommended that I go out to Colorado and start learning about the market out there, try the products, just familiarize myself with cannabis as well as hemp. And I went out there, I tried some some CBD products and I brought some back to New York and I was just blown away by how helpful it was. Yeah. And what did you notice? Like what was the what was the effect that you were experiencing that was beneficial? Yeah, I think the I think the main thing, right, is the ability to better control the ability to better control your mood. I think yeah. that that was the main thing that stood out to me, which was, you know, as a finance person, and uh, I think a lot of my a lot of other people that are you know in finance can probably relate to this. You have a really it takes a lot for stuff to pass the smell test. So CBD was kind of something that I was like you know I was sort of suspicious of. Uh, had sort of a almost like a snake oil reputation, and, and I think that that's still in many in many ways because of the way that it's marketed and advertised, pretty true. But you know, kind of took the, the the chance and I tried it. And when I tried it, I, my experience with it was very different. My experience with it was, wow, this is, ac- you know, this actually has a tremendous benefit to me. Mm-hmm. And the, the big thing for me is if, as I looked into the science and tried to better understand, okay, why is it that I feel better when I use this? I realized that when I'm very, uh, you know, when I've got tight deadline or I'm working long hours and I'm very stressed, you know, my body is producing a lot of compounds that contribute to that feeling of, you know, having a, a, a just a tense nervous system, a very uh, elevated uh, nervous system. And what CBD actually does, you know, chemically is basically help to moderate that response so that my body can more na- more easily and in a more balanced way react to stressful situations or, you know, difficult tight timelines or long hours. And, and it helps me kind of stay in that place where I feel good about what I'm doing. And I'm not wired, right? I'm not like, mm-hmm. you know, three cups of caffeine in, yeah, um, exactly. but I'm focused. And I think that's the key thing there is it's not, it's, you know, it's not a stimulant at all. It also doesn't make you drowsy. It's just kind of your body has a natural way to respond to difficult situations like stress and, and hemp has an incredible ability to, to support that natural process. So, so that's, I discovered, I discovered CBD and found it incredibly beneficial and thought that, you know, for folks that are like me to be interested in this, there's a couple things that are really important. One is that the formula itself has to be really great for people that are working in high stress, very demanding environments, right? And I think CBD is great for that. But in our product, what we wanted to do was add some other ingredients that are really great for focus, that are really great for memory, and just support cognitive function generally. So in our flagship product, it's a blend of hemp extract, copaiba extract, and peppermint extract. 
And I'm happy to go into that in a little more detail, but basically holistically, that's what the uh, intended use and the, the effect of the product is, is to help people function better during the workday. So that was the one the, the first yeah. thing is okay people you know this needs to be great for people that are that are working these demanding in these demanding fields and the second thing is that we need to invest a lot and focus a lot on the education aspect of this and helping people to understand yeah. you know what it is that they're taking why it is that it, that it's safe and just give the people the opportunity to to try it kind of you know risk free and the amazing thing is that we give people opportunity to try it risk free and you know we rarely ever have somebody that's not happy and they usually come back for more yeah so and let's talk about the formula you mentioned a couple other things that you're you're bringing into the formula to to achieve your effects how i guess how did you when you just looked at a pure cbd or when you were kind of you know looking at just the pure cbd experience what was missing for you and then how did you go about finding some of these other you know supplements you know organics that you could bring into the mm-hmm. into the mix to dial this in you know, for me personally, another option, right, if you are, if you are trying to, you know, help with stress, you know, manage your mood, another option, right, is you can always go the pharmaceutical route. And, yeah. and for me, you know, I felt like that wasn't the best choice for me for a number of reasons. One is, you know, I didn't, I didn't see an off ramp to, to yeah, that. Exactly. And, and then also, I just, I wanted something that was plant based, and I felt very good and very confident about putting in my body. I care about that a lot. And so, mm-hmm. so that was what was important. So, so the formula kind of really started with what was the intention of the product. And the intention of the product is when we looked at the data, seven out of 10 people are chronically stressed about their job. So our, if our mission is to help, you know, stressed out Americans be less stressed at work and also focus, then what's the best way to do that? That was kind of how it started. And hemp extract to me was a super powerful part of that. But I didn't think that it was I thought that we could do better by adding other things that we knew that could be effective. So in my personal experience, I had really great experiences with peppermint extract and copaiba extract. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we worked with the team. We had a, 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 a formulation team in Colorado that we worked with. And we basically worked with them to help dial in that formula. You know, what's the right ratio of these, these, different, these different ingredients? Should we be using other ingredients? And our goal was, you know, we don't want to just pack this full of as many things as possible. Like the simplest that this, could, this product could possibly be is, is how we want it to be. So we want the simplest that we could poss- it can possibly be as few ingredients as possible while still having the intended effect. Mm-hmm. So what we ended up with was a tincture. So it's a, you know, a one ounce bottle, dropper bottle of oil. Mm-hmm. That's a combination of those three ingredients that I mentioned: uh, peppermint, copaiba, and, and hemp extract. Got it. And, and how did you test this? So you get a bunch of finance guys and give them a complicated spreadsheet, and so you could do it fastest. <laughs> or like, what was your what was your proof that that this was actually having desired effect? Yeah, a lot of testing amongst our uh, customers. So yeah. you know, part of the one of the benefits early on for me was that. I had so many I had so many coworkers around me that were just that were in need of something like this. And so we tried I had the ability to try this. And so we tried I had the ability to try, you know, before we decided on an oil, we actually even looked at a vaping product. Yep. And that's something that we decided against for a lot of reasons, but that was part of the process. Yep. Um, and I think ultimately one one area that we would like to get into is doing more doing more very process controlled clinical studies. I think that it's kind of like the the dream that we'd like to build up to in the near future here. But for the most part, yeah, it was just test this product, A B test this product amongst the target demographic. And ultimately the goal is give people what they feel like gives them the best results. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I'm curious on the kind of branding and marketing side, how how have you kind of, you know, both both physically and, um, you know, psychologically packaged your product and who are you really kind of targeting with this? Talk, talk to me a little bit about how you're going to market with this and how you're positioning yourselves. So if you take a look at, um, I could send you a, one of our products, but if, if you pick up one of our products, I think the first thing that, that people notice about it is mm-hmm. just how nice the packaging is, how elevated the box is and just how everything is organized on the box. And we wanted it to feel like when someone picked up the box, we wanted it to feel almost like picking up an Apple product. This, this is an elevated experience, right? This is not, no, this is not, not something that is positioned next to the healing crystals and the tarot cards. This is a real <laughs> not, not, science Not to back. knock healing crystals and, and, and uh, tarot cards, but yes, I get it. <laughs> well, the, the, the difference, you know, not necessarily to knock them, but yeah. categorically, if you're like, one has science behind it and, yeah. and the others don't, right? Yeah. And so that's, that's the real difference there is, is and so... The packaging has, is, is, you know, intended to make folks feel excited and, and like they're having an elevated experience. We, we lab test all of our products, you know, the raw as well as the final products. And we make those available with the QR code on the back. Just mm-hmm. 100% committed to transparency. We want folks to be able to see that information. In terms of positioning the product, you know, ultimately distribution for us is, is three main things. Um, direct to consumer through our e-commerce channel, wholesale. Through various gyms, chiropractic offices, health food stores, you yeah. name it, and then we we also distribute to office spaces um, directly, and that was a, that was a channel that you know was a big growth channel for us in 2020 that we were super excited about, and you know unfortunately the reality of that that year is that nobody's in the office anymore, so um, <laughs> exactly. So we had to pivot from that. Yeah. But that, you know, pivoting from that actually opened up a lot of cool opportunities for us. We we did a collaboration. You know, one of the reasons to focus on the office space is that hey, that's where people that's where people that are working in these demanding fields are. So they're at the office. You know, we spend a half of our one half to one third of our lifetime working as people mm-hmm. are at the office and a lot of time, yeah. But we realized in twenty twenty that we are going to need to pivot and we need to pivot in order to reach these folks where they were. And so we did two collaborations in 2020 that were really cool to us and super meaningful. The first one, we did a collaboration with a desk plant, a seltzer water company or a sparkling tea company and a weighted blanket company. And we bundled our products all together. We called it the positivity pack and every pack that we sold to somebody that was working from home to help, you know, bring them a little positivity during the beginning of the quarantine. We fed three elderly New Yorkers through a nonprofit called City Meals on Wheels. Wow. Yeah. So that, that, that was the first one. And then we also did a collaboration with Lululemon towards the end of last year. So that was geared towards uh, helping people to get a home yoga and meditation practice started. Yeah. A lot of companies had to, you know, obviously pivot or kind of rethink, you know, how they were going to market or, or you know, how, how they were going to get to consumers. And, and obviously, you know, the, the whole work from home thing was, you know, was big. Do you feel like the underlying needs stayed the same, though? Like people are still dealing with the fundamental kind of stress and sort of elevated, you know, neural activity, you know, cortisol, you know, production kind sure. of issues. Yeah, yeah. It's just now it's just happening at home. Or how did you notice any changes in, in sort of the underlying problem you were trying to address with your product? I think it got I think it, the, the need became much more accentuated. <laughs> People trying to get work done and be surrounded by their family at the same time. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It became much more accentuated. A lot of things happen 
last year. I'll, I'll, probably three main things. One, you stress levels through the roof. And that's one, because the nature of what was happening, very tragic, a lot of people losing loved ones, quarantining. And I think the fact that we couldn't see other people in a person, yeah. and everything was sort of all of our communication is funneled through these digital channels. And I think that there's just, you know, it's great, but it doesn't allow for the same amount of connection and release. And I think that that really is, you know, it's, yeah. that's elevated stress level. So that's the first thing. The second thing, thing is that I think mental health awareness has has really been brought pulled forward. So I think we we're already sort of headed in that direction, right? People know that, hey, you know, stress uh, work is the number one contributor to my stress levels, but it's also the thing that I spend most of my life doing. Mm -hmm. So there's something kind of wrong about this equation. There's already a realization of that, but more than ever in 2020, people are okay and comfortable talking openly about how they're seeing a therapist, how they're, mm -hmm. how they're getting into meditation. That's really cool. And I think very positive for, for us as a, as a society. So those are the first two things. And then I think the third thing is that it has become in a certain way harder to reach your customer because social channels, direct to consumer, like digital paid advertising has mm -hmm. become inc incredibly competitive and costly yeah. because everybody yeah. has had to go there. So what it's required is people to really get, I think, more creative than ever with how they're going to, if you're a, a young brand, like our brand is relatively young, we're a little over a year old, really like growing your community and activating that community when you can't see people in person just requires you to really think on your toes, really try to come up with cool ideas, try new things. And it's, you know, the reality is it, it is difficult, but I think that the opportunities are still there and you just have to find what works. You have to hopefully find it pretty quickly and then, yeah. and then, and then keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I certainly have found that it's like the company, generally the companies that have aired well, or at least better did a pretty quick kind of step back on how they were going to market, how they were operating their businesses and, you know, running some experiments pretty quickly, figuring out what was working, what's not, and just kind of kept their pulse on things and, and were, mm -hmm reasonably aggressive on, you know, kind of testing stuff to see where the new opportunities, because, and the opportunities kept shifting, right? Like in the beginning, you know, the, it was, it was certain things that were really in need. And as things kind of played out and people realized they were going to be here for a while, you know, everything shifted. Exactly. I think one thing that I've seen, I mean, I, if, you, if you could come up with a Zoom fatigue formula, <laughs> I, I think that would go off the charts, you know, just because, I mean, so the, that, you know, the situation shifted, right? People are all of a sudden spending all this time, you know, on, on video conferences and things like that. And that, you know, I've, some of the people I work with have had, you know, problems with, you know, visual focus and things like that because they've been sitting yeah, in front of yeah, these. Yeah. So it's just fascinating to see, you know, how things change and what the needs are. And then, you know, then the question is, is, is it going to change back, right? Like as right. we, you know, get through 2021, hopefully by, you know, the end of this, this year, we'll, we'll see things, um, you know, in, in some, some sense back to, you know, pre-academic, pre pre-epidemic uh, situations. But, you know, some of this stuff will be changed forever, right? Some of the, some of this stuff, these yep. changes will be there. Well, I guess, what's your sense as you look at 2021 and beyond, where do you see some of the market opportunities? Where do you think are the things you're going to have to navigate as, um, you know, we, as we continue to get through this pandemic? The market for, for hemp extract products is still very young. Mm -hmm. I'm amazed by how many of our customers tell us things like never tried CBD or hemp before, but this is, you know, contrary to what I thought based on the branding that I saw on the market, this is a great yeah. product. Or yeah. I've tried, I've tried it before and never gotten good results. And like this, this is different for me. And there's not a kind of, it takes a long time for education to work its way into society. So sure. 
that's one of the biggest opportunities and things that we're excited about and we're looking forward to this year is how can we share Sojin with more people and how can we educate them on how this can take more control of their health, of their mood, of their life. And so thinking about 2021, where are where are these folks and how can we can we reach them? For us, it's a, I really think that we're starting to see in person, you know, people like for my girlfriend and I, for example, like we love our trips to the grocery store. It's like one of the few opportunities we get to mm. go out and do something, you know? And so yep. we're not ordering our groceries ahead of time. We're going in and, and we also, you know, we're foodies. We love to cook together. And, and so we'd like to go and pick out our stuff. But like, that's one thing that we look forward to. And I think that there's other things that are starting to come online a bit. So, you know, meeting people where they're at for us in person is super important to the extent that we can do that safely and the extent that the customer is comfortable doing that. We love to do that. And we love to provide education that way as well as through, there's a lot of digital channels as well. And we usually lead with education there first before we start talking about the products. I think that that's super important. So, so I'd say that, you know, for 2021 is we're really excited about the in-person stuff, where that might lead. But like you were saying, I think a huge thing about it is that the situation is still very dynamic, right? Yeah. Like, and that, that's the thing that made 2020 so challenging was that in March, April, who knew exactly yeah. when we were going to be back offices were going to be back. Uh, people are going to be back in the office. It's so it's, it kind of makes it hard to plan for these things. And uh, so I think for us, we're really just keeping our finger on the pulse of the customer, listening to the customer and doing it the best that we can to make sure that we're getting them what they need. Yeah. And let's kind of talk about the other side of the business in terms of the supply side manufacturing. What uh, I guess have you learned about you know, the process of, you know, sourcing these products, putting together the formulations, you know, supply chain stuff. What have you kind of learned? What's kind of been challenging in 2020? And as you look at growth and expansion in 2021 is on your plate for things to continue to improve on. A lot of the challenges were financial in terms of, you know, getting a bank account, getting credit card yeah. processing early on um, yeah. when we start when we started the business. There are a lot of cultivators out there that are selling different hemp extracts. For us, the chat, the biggest challenge was having rigorous, knowing what rigorous standards to set for your product in terms of quality, mm -hmm. setting those, and then being able to audit that and make sure that you hold your suppliers to that, to that rigorous standard. That process is in place. And in 2021, thankfully, disruptions in our in our supply chain in terms of buying supply wasn't something that we had a, a problem with, thankfully. So so that that was um, that wasn't one of the problems we had, thankfully. But um, yeah. and I think in terms of 2021, again, uh, for for us, the most, the thing that we're thinking about is just how do we set exacting standards, or how do we maintain really exacting standards and hold all of our suppliers to that? And how I mean, what what have you noticed in terms of standards, or where, where do you see the market is in terms of defining these standards, being able to produce the standards? I mean, how or kind of what's your take, I guess, on the on the hemp market? It's a good question. Let me think about that for a second. <laughs> I like good questions. <laughs> <laughs> what do I think about the standards? There aren't a lot of standards. I mean, that's part of the problem. There's not a lot of standards, not a lot of regulations from the FDA, no regulations from the FDA. Um, yeah, exactly. So the thing is that, you know, if you're selling into big retailers, they have their own standards and they will they will require the same from you as they require from other companies, probably more from you than they require from other companies that are selling other consumer packaged goods, right? 
So when you buy, you know, a sojourn product, for example, you know that this product is the hemp is organically cultivated, right? It's super critical CO2 extracted, right? It's lab tested then to make sure that there are no residual solvents, there are no pesticides, there are no heavy metals in the product. And then it's manufactured and it's manufactured in facilities that all meet FDA standards for good manufacturing practices called CGMP, good manufacturing practices. And then it's lab tested again to ensure that the finished product has the potency that we market it at. That's what that's the standard of sodium products. On other hemp products on the market, you know, not all of them follow those standards. I would say no. that many of the many of the more reliable brands out there do. And so when you buy a product at a retailer, many of them are gonna they're gonna require that of you as a as a hemp company. In terms of the 0.3 versus 1% THC, I think that's a really interesting question. And ultimately what that comes down to, in my opinion, is look, I think that cannabis, I'm really excited about what's possible with this new administration and with potentially descheduling cannabis. And and I think if cannabis gets descheduled, then it opens up the conversation to have just a much more holistic conversation and education around the cannabinoid, all the cannabinoid profiles in the plant, right? The question of 0.3 versus 1% THC, in my mind, should not be a question of is it legal or is it not legal, right? I think that it should be legal to have as much THC in there as as the the patient or the customer needs. Mm -hmm. Um, The real important thing there, in my mind, is that the customer understands what they're getting and they know that they understand how they're going to feel. And the ironic thing is that by setting these arbitrary distinctions at 0.3%, which is designed to protect the, the American customer in a way, right? It actually makes it more confusing for people to understand the products that they're buying because it makes it harder for us just to have a conversation about this is the way that the product will make you feel, right? Regardless if it's 03 0.5, 0%, or, or 1% THC. So I'm super excited about that. I think that would be a, a massively positive massively positive development. I think more regulation, I think more clarity, I wouldn't say more regulations in terms of quantity, but I'd say more clarity, but that likely will take time if history is any precedent for yeah. for hemp or CBD regulation. So our approach is really we got we're being patient on the regulators. What can we do right now? We know what we can do right now is follow the strictest and highest standards out there for cultivating and producing these type of products. So that's what we do. And we also are really passionate about preserving you know, the plant-based nature of this. All of the things that go into our products, peppermint, copaiba, hemp extract, these are all these come from the earth. And we think that there is tremendous value to the human body in that. And so our, you know, our copaiba and our peppermint are sourced from sustainable farms in, in the south of France. They're all ind- independent, family-owned. They've been in the, in the family for four generations. And they, they, they treat the crops with love. And they, they really care about what they, what they are making. And um, that's really important for us, too. Yeah. Nick, this has been a pleasure. If people want to find out more about you, more about Sojin, what's the best way to get that information? They can check us out at sojin.co, S-O-J-E-N.co, or they can shoot me an email. Um, I'm at nick at sojin.co. Great. I'll make sure that those are in the show notes so people can get that information, click through, get to you. Nick, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, Bruce. It's been really fun. That's it for this episode of Thinking Outside the Bud. Be sure to subscribe using your favorite podcast app so you don't miss our future episodes. See you next time. You've been listening to Thinking Outside the Bud with business coach Bruce Eckfeld. To find a full list of podcast episodes, download the tools and worksheets, and access other great content, visit the website at thinkingoutsidethebud.com. 
And don't forget to sign up for the free newsletter at thinkingoutsidethebud.com forward slash newsletter. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.